When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Today is Sunday, April 14th, and this is Celtics Beat on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage of the Boston Celtics. I'm Adam Kaufman. Episode 310 featuring longtime Boston Globe columnist Bob Ryan is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Get a 50% bonus on your first deposit by going to BetOnline.ag slash CelticsBeat and using the promo code CLNS50 at checkout. All right, we're all ready for the Celtics playoffs to start, so let's jump right in because we have a ton to cover, and who better than with a man who, you know, as the cliche goes, he knows he's forgotten more about basketball than I will ever know. Of course, I'm talking about longtime Boston Globe columnist Bob Ryan and a good friend and member of the CLNS family as well with the Bob Ryan Podcast. Bob, how are you? I'm doing fine. Very good. We've got, uh, as I said, so much to cover here in the next little while and and a lot of different layers with this Celtics team. We already kind of did a playoff preview of Indiana even before the regular season was over earlier in the week with Sean Grandy. I encourage people to go back, check that out. You'll get some more of the X's and O's, I think, than we'll necessarily offer you in this particular show because in this one, Bob, it's it's kind of the big picture storylines. And, and this one, of course, is the biggest one. Marcus Smart is out four to six weeks a torn left oblique based on that timeline which brad stevens did call aggressive that's somewhere between mid-second round and the middle of the conference finals if the c's get there so Celtics screwed or what well they're impaired uh they're they're lesser um it's not a good not good news um he is truly uh, irreplaceable in in that if they were to lose a forward if they were to lose any of their top forwards uh, and they're well stocked. You would say, "Okay, all right, next man up," and 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 hopefully it would work out. You know, I don't care. We're talking about Tatum. We're talking about Hayward. We're talking about Brown. We're talking about doesn't uh, Morris. It doesn't matter. This guy is sui generis. Not only do they not have anybody else like him, no one has anyone like him. Mm-hmm. He is the wild card, junkyard dog man of the year every year in the NBA, and there's nobody like him. So the stuff he does, the unpredictable stuff, the the the, the, the goofy, wacky stuff. Uh, uh, you know, where's he coming? You know, if I'm the other team. I'm always worried. I want to know where he is on the floor. Where where's he coming from? What's he going to do next? Um, he makes unmakeable plays, and he, and he provides an energy, and he can go out and flat-out guard somebody. And, oh, by the way, he's shooting 41% from the three-point right. line since the All-Star break. But for that aside, um, which is great, because that was always the great what-if, um, they, they can't replace that. No one could. So that's a, they're going to have to make up. Now, um, did I, they have a body, and it's not, he was uh, the point guard, they're well-stocked. They've got Rozier backing up Irving, but 
they don't have anybody to back him up. And uh, that's going to be a loss. Can they overcome it against Indiana? You'd like to think so. I mean, if Indiana could get as far as they got without Oladipo, these guys right. should be able to get as far as they are without Marcus Smart. All I'm simply saying is it's not a matter of next man up with Marcus Smart. It's a matter of, okay, we have to go with another. We, we have to do it differently. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I would argue, and I've said this before, especially as you go into the playoffs, and I agree. It's I'm, I'm really not worried about the Pacers. I think the Celtics win this series in five or six games. It's it's the next round and beyond that you think about with the lack of Marcus Smart if, in fact, he misses all of round two, as one of the reports has been. But I, I would say that he is the third most important guy on this team, next to Kyrie Irving and Al Horford, because of, as you said, all the hashtag winning plays, all the intangibles, all the things that, that you can't quite define statistically because – as you said, he's a difference maker. He's he's first team all defense. He can shoot now. I think the only thing you didn't say, but you certainly know, is he's the emotional leader of no. this team. This team really, really goes with Marcus Smart in, in a lot of different ways, and that is irreplaceable. That is the thing that you can't cover up, and, and that is the aspect that I worry about the most, yeah, is, is right. if they're I, down, I, how do you right. replace that? And when I add it all up, there are still people out there who don't buy it, and, and they don't get it, and I'm, 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 I just, you know, I'm tired of talking to them. <laughs> they haven't <laughs> had a chance to watch him long enough. He's the, he's the senior guy on this team. Yeah. He's been around long enough for people to figure it out and see what the benefits are, and they are and the benefits are, are, are tremendous. And So, yeah, you now, but Fortunately, the, the 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 pond is stocked with lots of good trout here, though. Still, you know, mm. I mean, we've got you know, so starting with Irving, who is a, a transcendent talent, uh, and, and a, a, you know, I'm certainly a, a very interesting human being. On beyond that, but that's another topic for another day. But uh, uh, basketball-wise, he's a he he is a, a, a big-time player, and uh, and and we know that Haywood. The, the, the most heartening thing that's happened in the last three weeks, obviously, is that Gordon Haywood has simply went out and played basketball. Mm-hmm. He's played Gordon Hayward basketball. He wants to go to the hoop, he goes to the hoop. He wants to pull up, he pulls up. He wants to do this, he would make a pick. He's playing free and easy and comfortably, and the way that, that he played that, that earned him the big contract, and we, people haven't seen it often enough. And that that's a tremendously heartening sign. That's why I was feeling so good uh, until we, I took – Pick up the paper and, and saw that nasty word oblique. You don't want to see that word. Yeah. And uh, and, and I, you know, oh, no, come on, not not now. But fortunately, Haywood's here and uh, playing the way he can play, and that's that's really good news. Bob, I don't know what people expected from Danny Ainge, but of course, he said what you would anticipate he say, which is that he had no problem with Marcus Smart going back into that game in Orlando. You always have to listen to the player. I mean. You know, you sprain your ankle and you say, I can still play, I can still play. And, you know, sometimes you can. And sometimes you go out there and you go, no, I'm hurting the team or I'm, I'm going to re-injure it. So, I mean, thank goodness it was just ran up the court one time and ran back and he, he knew he was not able to play. So, you know, I don't put any blame on that. That's just, you always listen to the players. And we know Marcus is going to try to play if he can and he couldn't. I certainly don't question Coach Stevens for playing him either. I mean, you got to play guys and it was a good game and uh, good competition. You can't go for a long period of time without getting reps and getting play and plan was to play the guys against Orlando and you know leading up to that game we didn't know if we had a home court advantage locked up until you know right before tip off so the guys were prepared and ready to play and I don't think Brad was planning on playing Marcus in the fourth quarter but it happened in the third you can't put him in bubble wrap I remember in 1987 I got hurt in practice leading up to the playoffs and it bothered me the entire playoffs and I was I was never the same player you know but you got to practice. You got to, you know, have contact, and there's always risk of injury. 
Here's what I take exception to, Bob. It was a totally meaningless game. The fourth seed was secure at that point. The third seed was out of the question. It was completely meaningless. And unlike the regular season finale in D.C. when no one other than Jalen Brown and Terry Rozier played, Brad was coaching like it was a playoff game. Jason Tatum gets hurt. Fortunately, he's thought to be mostly fine. Marcus goes down, re-enters the game. And then down 14, Kyrie Irving goes back in, and he's going balls to the wall. Brad has made some, and I love Brad. We've talked about that. I absolutely love Brad. I'm not like, oh, fire Brad. It's That's stupid. Brad has made some questionable decisions this year, though, and this game has to take the cake. Uh, all right, I, I'm not going to be able to add anything to the discussion. I'm just going to say I want to let you have the last word, simply because I was out of town. I didn't see it. I was in Minneapolis, and uh, you know everything I know about the last week of the season is what I read and heard. And so, um, it, I, you, 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 I, I, you know, you're making sense. Uh, Danny sounded good to me, but I mean, uh, you're right. Uh, the context of the game uh, probably uh, might have dictated a, 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 a you know a, a less uh, aggressive approach. Shall we say? Now, is the implication that that uh, by that one time running up and down the floor, he hurt himself more? I, I don't think. Is that what you're saying? I don't know. I'm asking. Well, I, I don't know either. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a doctor, and obviously, if as as both Danny and Brad have said, if if the training staff gives you the thumbs up and the player wants to go in, I guess I don't know what you're supposed to do. But you know, you can also look at it and just say, what's Let's let's take the precaution. Why even yeah, well, why even push okay. it? What's the well, point? I mean, I'm not going to. I can't. I just can't add anything to yeah. it. You know, really, in this in this particular thing, if I had seen it, I probably would have a more uh, direct answer. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, that's all I can say. I, it, what I don't know. That's it. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I just can't comment on that one. No, that's fine. We'll we'll okay. address a couple other things as it pertains okay. to Terry Rozier. Let's let's listen first, though, to Brad and Danny on the fact that, as as we said it, you can't replace Marcus Smart. We want everybody to play within what we're trying to do to their individual strength. So that doesn't change rotation to rotation. You know, I think that ultimately, whoever's playing together needs to focus on what their jobs are and control what they can control. Nobody's going to be Marcus Smart. We don't expect anybody to be Marcus Smart. We didn't expect anybody to be Kyrie Irving last year. You know, they just have to do what they do best and focus on what we need to do. He's in okay spirits. I mean, he he was bummed. He was in pain. I mean, they, the the worst type of injuries sometimes are those that you that you think you can play with that uh, you don't get to be yourself. So this is, um, you know, thank goodness we have other guys that can step up and and take Marcus's spot. Now, no one completely replaces Marcus, but um, it's an opportunity for other guys to play. Maybe Terry will have some fun now. <laughs> People, I'm sure, remember, of course, Terry Rozier had made the comment that it wasn't a fun season for him. I can't imagine it was, but he <laughs> said that he knows he has to step in and perform. It's tough seeing that. I just feel like uh, I'm, more, I'm more important to the series now. I'm more needed. Uh, obviously, I'm going to step up and be ready for it. So, Bob, we've heard from enough people. What do you expect from Terry? Can he show what he did in Kyrie's place in the playoffs last year, or is it going to be more of that not-fun regular season when he was generally a disappointment? I think it's going to be a real challenge for him. Uh, the, the, the one, one, of the, one of the open questions prior to this season was how people were going to have to readjust or adjust themselves to the reality of, of, of Irving in and, and the backcourt and, and uh, Hayward in the frontcourt. And if if we're going to give a mark to how Rozier handled everything this year, it would probably be a C plus B minus at best. And uh, he didn't uh, prorate that productivity. Now, is it that easy to do? No. But he's a very talented young man. He's not, but he's not Kyrie Irving. And if he thinks he is, and, and you know, he's got to come to that realization. That's, he's got to start with that. And uh, uh, it, it, he didn't 
have the kind of season consistently that that uh, anybody would have liked, and um, I'm, sh- I'm sure himself too. But uh, this is a big test. I don't have the answer. This is this is uh, one of the great questions: Is he going to be able to provide uh, the the same prorated uh, game uh, that uh, he had at this time last year when he was he was free and easy because he was the starting point guard without any questions. Uh, and um, it's it, it's one of their questions going into this uh, playoffs. Is, is, is it, what, what, how is Terry Rozier going to going going to perform? Um, so that's you know I, I don't have the answer, but um, he's certainly capable of uh, doing excellent things for this team. But um, uh, am I fully confident? No, not based on the way he acted reacted this year. So it's it's an open question. Everybody wants to start clearly, and you know I, I think that people also make a big deal out of. Who's your starting unit? Who steps in? Who's going to be the starter now without Marcus Smart? And you can tell me what makes the most sense to you. Personally, I would go with Jalen Brown, leave Gordon Hayward running the offense on the second unit. But what do you think? Oh, boy. Based on the way Hayward played last time, you know, some of the stuff we've seen, a 9-for-9 game and the most important game of the year, uh, and and playing like he can play, that's a – I'd be, you know, now we can say, well, we can we can pretend it's 1968 and he's John Havlicek, hmm. so we'll bring him off the bench because he's gonna. We know he's gonna end the game anyway, and he's gonna play 31 minutes anyway. You know, maybe you could you could say that. I guess here's what but I do think speaks, those things are true. This speaks to the nature of this team, and and I'll say it for the two million four hundred eighty-seven thousand six hundred twelfth time. <laughs> it's precise. The ideal circumstance for any coach is. An unquestioned starting five, followed, buttressed by a sixth man who is a clear multi-position player of some kind. Hope actually probably better if he's guard forward, but if he's Mikhail, we'll live with that. If he's the eighty-three <laughs> Mikhail, we'll live with that. Yeah. Okay. Then someone who is a specialist, uh, ideally Lou Williams. But yeah. you don't have Lou Williams. Uh, you know, you have Marcus Smart. You have a defensive player. You have a point guard. And then you got two other guys who are good NBA players who will help you out, and that's all you need. You don't need the other three guys can you know cheer. That's fine. This team is the worst uh, second guess nightmare for uh, the coach second guessing himself and everyone second guessing the coach, because I maintain that this team going into the season was the best team in the NBA one to ten, maybe one to twelve. I still think they're the best team in the NBA, one to ten, maybe one to twelve. But that doesn't get it. That doesn't mean anything. If uh, that that just complicates things, they got too many people who are co-equal, too many people who are interchangeable, which sounds great. Oh, we got depth, and sometimes. But did it come out? Did it help this team this year the way it should have? No. Uh, And and I I just um, we're wary that going into the playoffs, we don't have a lineup. I mean, going to game seventy-seven. You know how many? You know, oh, we're, we're going to. We don't know who's going to start tonight. That's a matchups. Uh, that it's not the way you want to live, but that's the what the way Brad Stevens has to live, and it's not easy. And you sec- and and um, this is the nature of this team. That's all. What can we? You've brought up Gordon Hayward, uh, you know, a bunch of times. Rightfully so. He had a, a great. I think it was eight game finish to the regular season. You can even go a little bit beyond that, but but in particular, the last eight games just really locked in. I'm not going to say he was Utah Gordon Hayward. Talked about that with Grandy last week. He's he's not at that level, but as Grandy pointed out, he wasn't even necessarily signed to be that guy, even if he was fully 
their health-wise, confidence-wise, mentally, emotionally, all the different elements that, that made him, you know, him before the injury. He's, he's not exactly precisely there right now. That's fine. He doesn't necessarily have to be either. But what can we realistically expect from Gordon Hayward in his first playoffs in Boston? Um, just, I'm, I'm really optimistic about Gordon Hayward. I mean, I, I don't see why if he, he can't continue to play this way. I think he's found himself. I think he's feeling the best about himself that he's felt since he came to Boston. Since, since you know, game, minute four of game one, you know, before of, of 2017-18. Right. Uh, uh, by minute six, his world had changed, you know, perhaps forever. Yeah. But um, he's, this is the best he's felt about himself. He is an all-star when, when he's right. He he can, you know. Suddenly, you're talking, you know. It, it, you know, we'll get to Tatum, but you're, you're uh, you know, I know that he could be, he could be your man. He could be your 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 player of the, you know, I won't say MVP, you know, but the man of the match, you know, every night. I mean, he's capable of that. So I'm I'm optimistic. I'm really really looking forward to seeing what he's going to do. Kyrie Irving has gone on and on for months about just wanting to get to the playoffs. Well, they're here. His first with mm-hmm. Boston. I'm just, I'm just ready to get started, man. It's, you know, it's been a long time um, just trying to get back to this point. Um, it's been a year in, in my career where uh, you know, I've just learned a lot about my body over the last year, getting two knee surgeries, getting no surgery all in the last year, and really setting goals for myself. And, um, you know, I just have a genuine love for the game and just wanted to be back to this point, playing at the highest level. How much pressure is he under right now, Bob? A lot. A lot. Uh, he he has created. He's the center of his own little universe. Uh, he has created an aura and a, a mystique about himself. Uh, he, he he is the narrator. You know, he's he's the producer. He's like he's like really he is like LeBron in that he is, uh, but not to the same uh, degree of of, of uh, altitude and with what a stature. Mm-hmm. But he is the the writer the producer and the director and star of his own production, the Kyrie Irving show, day after day. That's what he wants. And, and so uh, here he is. This is now, this is the showcase. Um, so I think he's under a lot of pressure to deliver because he's promising a lot. I mean, he's promising a lot. During the week, Irving spoke about his season, what a trying year it was for him. He went on and on and on, as he typically does when he's in the mood to do so. But here's just a little bit of it. A lot of just uh, you know, up and downs that just could have been handled better from a professional standpoint. And I'm talking about me personally. I'm not talking about our team. You know, and it's just uh, I had a lot of questions, a lot of things that weren't being answered straight up about what it takes to be a great professional in this league. And I think that the frame of that is just outdated in terms of what you have to be every single day and it's not that hard all the stuff that comes with it i think that it's an exciting part of that that you got to be aware of but the real part is just literally what i used to wake up every single morning to do put a ball in the hoop and be really great at it he took accountability for once didn't put anything on his teammates and throw them under yep. the bus call it the young guys all that but aren't you kind of ready for this guy to just stop talking and not in the you know shut up and dribble offensive way just in the <laughs> okay you've preached it now show it sort of way well, you may know that I've been, maybe not, but why should I presume that you know that? I'm sorry. I, I apologize for being presumptuous here. I have been saying for a couple of months that if in any point in time you see his lips about to move, my advice to you is put your hands over your ears <laughs> and pay no attention to what he is saying because it has no bearing on, on what he said yesterday or what he'll probably say tomorrow. 
or, or where is and and and, and concurrent with that. Don't worry about where he's going to be in 2021 or 26, 27. Just enjoy him while we got him, because it, it, no one knows what's going to happen. And don't don't start worrying about it. Just just enjoy him and, and try to get the most out of what we, while we have him. Right. I don't want to pay. I don't pay attention to what he says. I, I, I'm tired of hearing him too. Just just go play the way he can play at an extremely high level, and and he can he can lift the team. He can certainly you know make shots that no one else in this team can make. And, uh, and and in big moments, so just go play. I agree. How did he say it? I think in in to paraphrase, it was you know the the framework of today's NBA star is outdated, something along those lines. You have you, you you've covered the NBA now. <laughs> I, you've covered the NBA longer than Kyrie Irving has been alive. You know, quite frankly, almost oh, yeah. almost twice as long. What? What in the world does he mean by that? Like what? I don't know. You know, it's so funny. You, you, I'm glad you asked that because as he was, I was, as I was listening to this bite that you just played, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, I'm just thinking about the days of West Robertson, Havlicek, uh, you know, etc. Russell Wilt, uh, that that, and and then on to the next level, on to the on to the Magic and Michael and 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 and, and uh, Larry era and and so forth and Barkley. Uh, the next level of, of great superstars and Kareem. Oh my God! Hmm. And and I'm saying we didn't. We never heard any of this crap from these people. We never heard all this this self uh, analysis. Uh, they just they just went out and played. <laughs> they got paid. They played. Yeah, they had issues. I mean, I God knows. I covered. I travel with a team. I, I'm very well aware of team dynamics uh, and, and and personal issues and stuff. But it still didn't get put out in this form with these guys i i it the world now i know it's a much more complicated world and and one of the things that is the x factor for all these guys everybody in all the professional sports especially in a league like the nba is social media something that was unimaginable mm-hmm. utterly and completely and thoroughly and positively and un, like it's like jules Verne's science fiction if you had told me in 1980 about what the world would be like with regard to this phenomenon known as social media and and how it would have affected some of those people uh in in it uh that i you know that back in the day well you know it's, it's an interesting speculation so their world is different i i grant you that but 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 they do internalize a, a, a bit too much. We'll get right back to Bob, but I want to tell you that today's show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Lots of good NBA games coming up this week to throw some money on. Playoffs, futures are available too, so really think about what you want to do here. You can bet on the Celtics' money line. Celts plus 1,200 to win the NBA title, which is not a bad bet if you're a diehard Seas fan looking to make some money during the playoffs. If you're not feeling as confident, just go series by series. Seas are minus 500 to advance to the next round against, inevitably, Milwaukee, even without Marcus Smart. I'm just, I'm I'm not worried about Indiana, and the odds makers aren't either. So go to clnsmedia.com slash Celticsbeat. Get a 50% bonus when you sign up and use the promo code CLNS50. Don't be left on the sideline with all this excitement going on on the court. Plus, you can play in BetOnline's virtual casino, make some money there, too. And you can always have those futures bets I talked about with the NBA or elsewhere. MLB season, that's in full swing. NFL futures already out. NFL draft is coming up. There are a lot of different avenues for you to bring in some cash. So whatever you do, make sure you use betonline.ag and use the promo code CLNS50 for a 50% bonus on your first deposit. Or just go to clnsmedia.com slash Celticsbeat. Let's get back to Bob. 
Jay King over at The Athletic, I don't know if you saw this, he wrote kind of a fun player survey piece on the Seas with a lot of them talking about each other, handing out superlatives, stuff like that. And Irving, to no surprise, didn't take part in it. Not everybody did. Most guys did. I think maybe 10 or so. But the interesting takeaway, I think, is that he was barely even mentioned. You know, guys on on that team didn't even really talk about him at all when they were coming up with these various categories. And some were simplistic, best dressed or or worst taste in music or whatever. I'm mm-hmm. you know, going off the top of my head. Yeah. But, you yeah. know, he, we've heard he's a loner, both here and going back to his time in Cleveland. We know he's an odd duck, but does this stuff speak to his place in that locker room at all? Oh, boy. Um, I was unaware of this. Uh, I'm, I'm digesting it. And that's, I, I think that's a reasonable uh, assumption. Yeah, I mean, he's not, I guess, is the way we want connecting? Is he connecting the way you'd like? Is he, you know, because uh, leading is another matter. Uh, you know, we know we we, we assume that he wants to lead. Uh, that, that's interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah, you would think since he is the, the still he is the marquee name on this team to the outside world, and there's no question. But uh, so yeah, it's very interesting. Um, I, I think that's a very good question you posed there. I, uh, I I think it's a little te- yes. I think it could be telling about his relationship. Now, does this matter when they throw the ball up Saturday? Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I I I. Tickets. I mean, when that game starts, they're going to play basketball, and and he's going to play basketball, and I don't think any of this is going to matter. I think this is something for the long run. I think, and once again, it comes back to, you know, is he, does he does he is he going to stay? What's he going to do? You know, my prediction, by the way, is that he'll play for four or five teams, and every team after he leaves will say, God, I couldn't figure that guy out. <laughs> so is is that your belief, though? That I mean, that's long term, and, and I expect him to go. I expect. You do. And I'm, I, mean, I don't want him to go. I mean, I, I want to do it with him, him because he's so good. I mean, you're not going to easily replace him. And uh, now, you know, well, yeah, especially when you consider those? you don't have the cap space to do it. You know, it's your, yeah, it's, right. it's basically I mean, I mean, free I money signing him. him. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know whether it's the New York thing, uh, you know, uh, you know, the, I don't know what, uh, wherever. But I, I, I'll be pleasantly surprised if the season starts next year and he's Celtic. So. I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to do this a little bit later in the show, but we can do it now. I am of the belief that that he will come back. Now, I I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm crazy, and I know a lot of people seem to think that what we're going to see over the next little while is going to determine that. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, for instance, brought up Anthony Davis once again a couple of days ago when discussing <clears throat> Kyrie's future and whether the playoffs are going to impact that future in Boston. With Kyrie Irving, the Celtics know this. Not only do they probably need to advance pretty deep in these playoffs for him to feel good about his future there. When the playoffs are over, the Celtics are going to turn their attention to Anthony Davis and the idea of getting an agreement in principle on a trade with New Orleans for Davis before Irving becomes a free agent on July 1. The Celtics increasingly are feeling like that's what it may take to get Irving to commit long-term and Danny offered some thoughts on that same issue to NBC Sports Boston. I, I think answered it the way you would think he would. You know, we're just focused on the here and now. Both Kyrie and I have talked a lot, and we're trying to be grateful for the opportunity that we have right before us. And I'm not trying to not answer your question. I mean, I, I really am just, obviously, there's in free agency, there's A through Z and, and possibilities. And th- through the draft, and that's going to be a very big time. But right now, it's the playoffs, and... 
playoffs are really fun. So people keep talking about, you said, the New York teams, the Knicks, the Nets. Uh, Stephen A. Smith keeps bringing up the Lakers and the confidence there that they're going to have a meeting with him. Everyone has an opinion. And like I said, mine is that Irving is going to return. But going back to what Woj said, do you think, and I, I know you already said that you believe he's gone, but do you think specifically this next month or two, this playoff run is going to determine whether Kyrie stays or do you think he's maybe already made up his mind? Oh, oh, see, now we're asking me to get inside that mind. <laughs> which I, is impossible, I, I know. No, seriously, that's the whole issue, is that I have no idea which, whether it would impact him or whether he's made up his mind or whether he's, uh, or what is the determining, what will be the determining factors. That's the whole, see, that's the, that's the crux of the matter of the issue with Kyrie Irving, to me. That's all, that we don't have a clue. And, and, it, and you can't gain anything from anything he tells us because it could change in the next 17 seconds. So I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know at all. I was just thinking about uh, Anthony Davis and thinking that if they were to get him, that they'd have to start finding someone to lay out his clothes. You know, <laughs> you know, that, you know I don't know. Maybe they can have, wanna, you know, put a, a contest to see who would like to have a job of laying out his clothes. But I, I wish I had that sound to play. But for anyone that is unaware, he shows up. Anthony Davis showed up to his last home game with the Pelicans wearing a shirt that, you know, the Looney Tunes, that's all folks. And then, you know, asked about it and can't even own the decision. He said somebody lays out his clothes for him. Was that was that not the dumbest thing you've ever heard? It It is in the top five and it worries me. If I'm uh, like, is that is that a guy that you want to give up a whole bunch of assets for for me? But it's a worrisome little, you know, it's a a, a red light. And if I ever got him, what what is this? That is the most I mean, I've been, as you said, I've been around a long time. And uh, that that is the most bizarre cop out ever. I'm just on it. Just on it. That he walked that he didn't say maybe this isn't a good idea. Joe, who you know, his, his, his valet, his his, his, his man, <laughs> or, or whoever lays out his clothes, um, uh, maybe this one isn't such a good idea. To I don't think that this is really the image I want to portray to the fans in New Orleans tonight. Maybe this isn't the one. I, uh, I mean, it's just beyond. I'm, that's a head scratcher. Yeah, I, I couldn't get past that. <laughs> let's. We're gonna do some other anyway. stuff. Let's let's wrap with another thing or two just related to the Celtics and and back with Irving but on the floor he is for a long time now which is why this is this is prove it time he has said that he believes when the playoffs roll around they're capable of flipping a switch do you believe that well they may have already done so you know but and, and, and but I don't like that phrase that's a phrase all right we've it's it's the common way that people have come around to describe teams that uh Decide after not playing so well that they can they can uh, take a deep breath and, and now start doing things the right way. Uh, I'm sure there, this is the uh, assumption that uh, this is the phrase going to be used with regard to the Golden State Warriors. Um, finally, but um, hmm. uh, yeah, it, it has been done. Uh, it, the teams have pulled themselves together. As I said, this team is, is so mystif- is, is hard to get to uh, get a handle on uh, the, this year. There's no question, and and, and um, they, they have not been a consistent period of time. They've given us glimpses. Those first three games on the West Coast. Tell me the truth now. Didn't you go? Ooh, maybe we finally got it going, right? Sure. And and after that Golden State game and the next two and and uh, no, that wasn't the that wasn't the final answer. But uh, <clears throat> you know uh, that. The, the two Indiana games. I'm going to throw it back to you, then. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I, what did you take? What was your takeaway from the two Indiana games? 
Well, I, I thought they were good wins against a team that, again, doesn't have an all-star, doesn't have Victor Oladipo. No, and there's most important games of the year for the Celtics when you come down to it. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and they and stepped they that first one was obviously much closer. The second was a little more comfortable. They stepped up at the right time and did what they had to do. But but this is a team that, that you're almost, and I'm at this, you know, royal you, not personally you, you're just, yeah. it's it's almost impossible, and it's unbelievable to say after 82 games, but it's almost impossible to buy in on this team because they have given us no reason to. No, no, except the glimpses. You've seen glimpses. You know, it's, all right, I, once again, the you, right, the generic you. Yeah. You know it is there somewhere. It is there. If they, if they play the way they are capable of playing, uh, it is there, and they are the team that we thought they were going to be. Uh, that that it's in there somewhere. We've seen glimpses of it. Uh, we've seen disturbing lapses. You know, the, the defensive transition thing was horrible. The second half of the mm-hmm. year. Uh, you got to, you got to, you got. To, hey guys, you know, get the freak back. You know, how about that? This team, that. this team uh, has more talent, Bob, on the roster than the one that finished within whatever five or six I minutes of going to the said, NBA you know, Finals last minutes year. Ago, yeah. I think it's the most talented roster in the entire NBA, 1-12, to 12, but that doesn't mean anything in terms of winning a championship if, if, if it's not going to mesh. And, and you know, I, it's, not the, it's not the preferred methodology. Look at, the, the, look at the, what the Warriors are now. I mean, go ahead. Uh, stop the next trillion people on the street and ask them to name three of their bench people now. You know, <laughs> they're, they're all about, I mean, they're all about that, you know, the, 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 the marquee players yeah. and very little else. Yeah, it's, you know, it's about no that all-star Williams starting five. Yeah, there's no Lou Williams on that team. Mm-mm. I mean, you know, there's nobody. I mean, so I'm sorry. They're about those marquee guys, and they, that, that's who they are. But that, they're going to they're live and die with them. They're not going to be living and die with their eighth man. So like we've said, and, and I do feel strongly about this, the Celtics should have no problem against the Pacers, even without Marcus Smart. But if they lose to the Bucks, presumably that second-round opponent, who were superior yeah. in the regular season, won 60 yeah. games, obviously of the best player on either team, is that compared to what the expectations were coming into the year. Is that a built-in excuse not having Marcus Smart, or do we call Boston's terribly inconsistent season an underachievement? Well, the latter. For me, um, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm quasi-resigned, you know, resigned to it. Yes, <laughs> I mean, I've been resigned to, to uh, uh, I've lowered my bar. I've lowered my expectations going way back, you know, going so way back in this season. And and so I'm 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 at the point where show me and I'll be pleasantly surprised and I'm, and I, I I live that way a lot in terms of fandom and, and, and rooting you know and and try to not get myself up set myself up for a big letdown so I'm going to lower my bar I expect to beat the Pacers and I'm not expecting to beat the Bucks this year I, you know I'm, unless I see something really good that you know something in the Pacers series where where we now finally see everything we wanted to see. Which is conceivable with this group. We, we, you and I seem to be on the same page with the, with the uh, admiration of their raw talent level. Mm-hmm. It's not a. I've been saying to people uh, all year, you know, when you know uh, people call, I do stuff for out of town. I said it's not about talent. Remember now, when at the All Star break, with the only team, at the, I mean, the trading deadline, they're the only one of the five contenders in the East that did not make some kind of move. Right. And and I said to people, you know. They don't have to make it. It's not about talent. They don't have to get more player, better players. These players have to play better. And I don't think it's any more complicated than that. Okay, so where ultimately, before we do a couple other things around the league, what what is your playoff prediction for this team? How, how does it end? Where does it end? Well, 
the most logical thing is that they beat the Pacers and lose to the Bucks in a, in a hard-fought six or seven. And, and, and if they get by the Bucks, then I feel good, but not, you know, I, I, you know, I mean, I, you know it's going to be Toronto or Philly, and, and, um, and I, you know, we all feel that they can beat Philly. I, I still worry about them beating Toronto. I, mm. By the way, I, I think Toronto with Leonard this year is the team to beat. How's that in the East? And I, I uh, so um, that's that. So I, I'm, I'm, that's all. I'm looking for him. Beat the Pacers, and then you know go up against the Bucks and 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 show me. Let's go around the league a little bit because I've been anxious for your thoughts on this. We have to yeah. start in Los Angeles, where Magic Johnson stepped down as Lakers president of basketball operations without even telling his quote unquote sister Oni Jeannie uh, owner Jeannie Bus first. <laughs> it's hard when you. Love an organization the way I love this organization. It's hard when you love a person like I love Jeannie, and I don't want to disappoint her. So what's great is that's the emotional tearing up Magic Johnson, and I don't have the cut, but there was also part of that lengthy press conference where he just <laughs> held court with the media. The, you know, are, are you relieved or are you more comfortable? Because Magic keeps talking about how he wants to be his old self. He wants to, he wants to tweet again and not worry about tampering implications. <laughs> he wants to have fun again. Life was more fun before this job that he took a couple of years ago and, and the team went 20 games under 500. But the, the, the audible sigh of relief, just the, Ooh, this is good. Like, thank God I'm moving on from this place. That organization, Bob, may have LeBron, I know, and quite frankly, Magic gets a lot of credit. He brought in LeBron. I think LeBron was signing there no matter who was in charge. I don't think it was a Magic thing. Maybe I'm wrong. But it is an embarrassment right now, that team. And Magic clearly was not interested in the job. Where do they go from here? Uh, they're in big trouble uh, because Jeannie's got to uh, get away from family uh, idea, and, uh, and they, she's got to I don't know if she needs a search firm, but they got to go out and find a good basketball person. And, and uh, I, I'm shocked that they ever got to this. I, I would never in my life, if, if 10 years ago you would have told me the Lakers would ever be in this state, I wouldn't have believed it because I, would, I was firmly in the belief that Lakers would always be good. They would always attract free agents. There would never be they would, the continuity would continue. They would they would they would never have a uh, anything worse than a uh, you know. 45 and 37 season, and uh, I um, I'm stunned uh, that it's fallen into this. Uh, but as far as Magic's uh, uh, <clears throat> tenure here, uh, I'm in the vast majority of people who have you know watched not just Magic but other jocks uh, go to into the executive job uh, and not being willing to go all in and, and not being willing to put in the work. Uh, and, and it was predictable. Uh, the overrun, you know, it's just like Phil Jackson was totally and completely predictable that 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 he would um, you know, do what he as as he did in New York. This is pretty predictable that Magic would get. He's, and the difference is, Magic's just got. He tried to treat this as one more business, one more of his. You know, I admire Magic what he's done with his post career life. Magic Johnson has done a lot of good things for a lot of people with business, and that's great. Uh, you know, and and but he's still got his mind racing in 10,000 directions and and not in, and he was not uh, ever seen in the office he was never seen out on the road I don't know what he was doing you know I mean unlike Danny Danny is exhibit a of, of the way you want to act as a, as a, as a uh, as, you know Danny knows his way around every airport in Europe and Dan, <laughs> Danny Danny knows college gyms and Dan, Danny gets out there Danny Danny is on his job Danny understands how, how to go about his job magic wasn't willing to put in that kind of commitment 
and the Lakers need somebody that uh, you know. I don't know. I'm not. I I can't comment on Bob Palinka you know, exactly where he fits into all this because Magic was you know was he's the was the boss to him supposedly. But um, they they have messed this thing up. You know they let LeBron bring in this kind of guys and these kind of guys did not get the job done. And I'll say this though one more thing about them. They were 20 and 14 after they beat the Lakers on Christmas Day. They were in fourth place. And then they went six and eleven, and 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 then of course the trade things with Anthony Davis. And the other day Tyson Chandler came out and tweet and said it was a factor. The kids, mm-hmm. the kids did, um, in fact, uh, uh, met, fall apart, and we never we never recovered. How do you think this impacts LA's ability to bring in another star this summer? Here's the great question: the one we never would have posed six months ago or a year ago. Does anybody want to play with LeBron? And that's a question that uh, it was un- the unthinkable, the unimaginable. It's a year ago, if, you, if, we're, if I said that, you'd be saying, what, what, wait a minute, what, are you, what, is, what is the matter with you? Hmm. But it's out there now. It's yeah. out there. It's being floated out there. That the, It could be that the stars, they're, they're looking at where LeBron is and, and, and how it works and, and, and his deterioration. Uh, you know, is he's 34 and now coming off a, a serious injury and um, um, decide, you know, I don't need this. And so I don't know. I mean, the Lakers, once again, everything that looked so logical to me 10 years ago about the Lakers, none of that's logical now. Why don't we very quickly... I mean, it's six straight years now. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, first people didn't want to play with Kobe, and now and, and openly didn't want to play with Kobe, and now, as you said, who knows about LeBron? And LeBron, you know, part of his legacy, fair or unfair, is going to be... We know we know all the the accolades, and is he the best of all time? He's certainly in the conversation. He's going to have a few titles. He's not going to win one in L.A. I've said that since before he went there. But part of that that tombstone is going to be coach killer and GM killer, which is just you know it's yep. uh, I don't know unfortunate for him, I guess. But before I let you go, because I've kept you for for a while, what I want to do, uh, quick hitter, I'm going to give you each first round series that's about to start. And you okay. just give me a, a line or two of what you're watching for and a, and a prediction out of each one. You don't need to go right. down to games. You can just give me the winner if you want. In the East, Bucks pistons uh, Sweep. Sweep. Bucks Sweep. How about the Raptors' magic? Obviously uh, the Raptors, but. I, I, it's either four or five. I, I'm, I'm, I'm bullish on the Raptors. Let me, let me, I said that already, and I, and I am. I'm bullish on the Raptors. The Raptors are going to roll over the Magic. Sixers and Nets maybe a more interesting well, series. the Sixers are going to win, but the Nets are, you know what? Nets are going to go down hard, and, and Embiid is a big X factor now. Supposing he is impaired and, and is, 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 nothing, is not what he can be, mm-hmm. but he had a hell of a year. Um, I think the Nets are going to scare him. I think it's going to go a hard six, if and 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 that would be my upset. That was not. It is not inconceivable that the Nets could find a way to win this thing. Oh, I'd love to see that over in the West. Uh, a series that's probably equally boring to the Bucks and Pistons, Warriors, Clippers. Oh no! Oh no! 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 Uh, this is going to be the Warriors are going to be when it's over. They're going to wipe their brow, the sweat off their brow, and say, "Oh, oh boy! Okay, Thank God that one's over." A hard six. They, I, it's a hard-working Clippers club under Doc Rivers. I'll give him that. The hard. I just think they they're gonna they're gonna come up big and and and, and be you know provide uh, opposition. I'll go back. I'll, I'll, they'll be like the Buffalo Braves in 1974 with the Celtics. Go look that one up. The uh, plucky Nuggets and uh, maybe underachieving Spurs. Yeah. Um, the Spurs. Are, this is Doc. This could be Pop's greatest coaching moment this year. 
uh, and I think it's going to. But uh, it'll end. Uh, Nuggets, I think, really. I, I'm, I'm big on the Nuggets too, and Jokic. Uh, so I'll say five, but um, I'll say Nuggets in five. Blazers fresh off of getting embarrassed in the postseason last year, going against the Thunder. Yeah, uh, Thunder trying to trying to get a handle on them. Um, I think it's. I'll go Thunder seven. All right, last one for you: Rockets and Jazz. Rockets are are they are coming in feeling that this is that this is their time. Um, I think they win in a, a comfortable six, as opposed to the sweaty six that the that the Warriors are going to have with the Clippers. I know you like the Raptors out of the East. Is it the Warriors out of the West or someone else? Yes, it is. I think it's going to be bring your passport to the finals because you're going to be crossing the border. Uh, Warriors uh, to, against to play the, the Toronto Maple, Maple Leafs, <laughs> the Toronto Raptors, and uh, uh, and they are going to defend, but it, it's they're going to be they're going to work for it. See, even while talking basketball, a little Bruins hockey on the mind as I know. well. I, I, I watched that game too when I wasn't watching the, the UMass uh, UMass game. I actually I watched the whole UMass game. Are we going to get a uh, and great story there? Obviously, by the we'll know how the outcome by the time this thing drops on Sunday, but. Um, what's the, uh, is it a three-peat for the Warriors and another championship? Yeah, it is. And then, uh, then Durant, uh, you know, goes into the next chapter, the next phase, the next chapter of his, of his, uh, interest more, uh, ever more fascinating career. Yes. Yeah. Another, uh, another rented title. I would suppose. that be something if he just walks down to the other locker room? That would be unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. That would I'm be something to out see. there for fun. Yeah, well, you know, you wouldn't be the first. Bob Ryan, of course, longtime Boston Globe columnist and uh, part of the CLNS family here as well. Bob, that was extensive. It was great. It was entertaining. Let's do it again. Okay, anytime. You know that. Take care. I love that, man. I genuinely do. I hope you enjoyed that show as much as I did. Uh, Just a a ton of great basketball insights and opinions and a guy who has just been around it and lived it for so long. I'd have him on every single week. Maybe that's the next project. Maybe we we have a dual podcast, me and Bob. Let's, Let's just talk hoop and whatever else all the time. All right, we got to get out of here. We've run a little long. But today's show, it's brought to you by betonline.ag. Get a 50% bonus on your first deposit by going to betonline.ag slash Celticsbeat and using the promo code CLNS50 at checkout. Thanks again to Bob, my producer, Evan Valenti. Thanks to Nick, Larry, John, everyone else at CLNS Media. Look forward to the Bob Ryan podcast relaunching again pretty soon, hopefully. And, uh, of course, Thanks to all of you. We welcome your feedback. You can get me on Twitter, at Adam M. Kaufman. Brace yourselves. I will be tweeting a lot in the playoffs. Uh, I think some of you like that, I hope, anyway, or you could just mute me or something, whatever works for you. But we're going to have a good time. We're going to engage and hopefully not complain too much, at least in this first round. Again, I have the Celtics in a uh, a fairly comfortable win uh, whether five or six games I, I'll stick with whatever I said to Sean last week which I, I can't remember at this point I think I said six he said five I believe that's what it was I don't care as long as they win I don't care about getting the number of games right just win the damn series Celtics and and go from there and we'll keep doing this for a little while because I'm not ready to talk about the draft and stuff like that yet or free agency this is it's it's mid-April mid-April let's enjoy the postseason for at least a month and even that would just not be long enough compared to what the expectations were coming into this year. Subscribe to Celtics Beat on uh, iTunes. Leave us a review, a rating. We appreciate it. You can subscribe. All that sound you heard, much of it from the uh, CLNS YouTube page. You can go visit there, subscribe, and, and hear a whole lot of locker room sound as well. We appreciate you. Keep on listening. 
and uh, we'll keep on going with these shows. And again, thanks to everybody. And uh, Gino, get us out of there, and I hope to see you in the garden as well. Hello, I'm Dan Lothian, host of the Behind the Media podcast on the CLNS Media Network. Along with Jimmy Young, we dive into the biggest media headlines each week with honest, informed, and sometimes irreverent perspectives. It's not all serious. We deliver information and entertainment. As we like to say on Behind the Media, we find the interesting in media so you don't have to go searching for it. Listen to our podcast and get prepped for the next trip to the water cooler. Subscribe to Behind the Media wherever you get your podcast. Or find us on www.clnsmedia.com.